Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. Today is Wednesday, July 19th. Coming up, we'll hear what the outgoing Kansas City Council accomplished during its last meeting and what the new council will look like when it meets for the first time next month. But first, some headlines. Kansas City has revoked the license of the business that housed an illegal nightclub where a mass shooting took place last month. KCUR's Salisa Kalankal has more. The city's commissioner of revenue revoked the license of the business located on the corner of 57th Street and Prospect Avenue. This comes nearly a month after a shooting that killed three people and injured nine others. It's an auto mechanic shop during the day, but did not have any permits to operate as a nightclub. The commissioner of revenue cited multiple 911 calls to the Kansas City police and witness statements about the illegal club in the past year. The decision is subject to a hearing with the business owner. A long-delayed plan to build a residential and entertainment complex on a prominent site in Johnson County may finally be dead for good. Kyle Palmer reports for the Shawnee Mission and Blue Valley Post. After more than 15 years of false starts and unfulfilled promises, the Mission City Council on Monday unanimously voted to terminate its agreement with the New York-based developers behind the troubled Mission Gateway project. The developers currently owe $450,000 in unpaid local property taxes on the former site of the Mission City Mall. City officials don't appear keen to re-enter into a new agreement with them. Still, the city's near-term options are limited. The property remains privately owned and is currently tied up in a separate foreclosure lawsuit. In other words, it could be months or even years before a new plan for the site emerges. Kansas residents will be able to apply to college for free from November 7th to November 9th this year. The Kansas Board of Regents approved the new program yesterday, which will waive application fees on those days for in-state students applying to undergraduate programs. Daniel Archer is on the Board of Regents. He says colleges need to increase their applicants of color. What are some things that we can do right now to remove barriers and kind of better position ourselves to have a more robust high school to college pipeline. In 2014, more than half of Black and Hispanic high school seniors in Kansas applied to a state college. In 2021, that number dropped below a third. College application fees range from $25 to $40, depending on the school. We'll be back after this. This podcast is looking for good deals on great food, but sometimes we need to grab a bite late at night. What are some of your favorite late night happy hours in the KC Metro? Text us at 816-601-4777. That's 816-601-4777. Standard texting rates apply. The Kansas City Council held its final legislative meeting of the term last Thursday. It's the last ever council meeting for members who didn't get reelected this year. Council members approved a long-anticipated municipal ID program, funding for the 2026 World Cup, and raises for the mayor and city council. KCUR government reporter Salisa Kalakal sat down with KCUR's Zach Wilson to explain the details. 
Last Thursday, the council approved this municipal ID program. Its goal is to make it easier for people to use city services without the use of a driver's license or a state ID. It's called the Fountain Card. Tell us about how it works. Yeah, so this would function for Kansas City, Missouri residents. And officials hope uh, they intend for the ID card to allow people to access things like water services. Uh, You can get into a community center with it. You can use it to actually get a library card from the Kansas City Public Library. Um, You can use it to uh, also open up a bank account with uh, a local credit union as well. So uh, officials are hoping are hoping it'll open up the doors for a lot more residents. So how does someone go about proving their identity to get one of these? Yeah, so it's a little bit easier than if you were to go to the DMV and apply for a driver's license or a state ID. Obviously, if you already have some sort of like some form of government ID, they'll take that. But you can also use like a leasing document. You can use property tax documents, a utility bill, uh, maybe a bank statement or pay stubs from work. Or even if you're someone who's experiencing homelessness and you're staying at a shelter, you can have the shelter kind of provide documents to prove that, A, you live in Kansas City and that you are who you say you are. And you mentioned people experiencing homelessness. Are those the folks who benefit the most from this program? Who who benefits? Yeah, I would. the officials have said they want, quote unquote, everyone to be able to use this card. Uh, but I think the people who would benefit the most are people who traditionally don't have access to their birth certificate. You know, maybe they've gone under circumstances in life where they don't they can't find it, they can't access it, and that makes it harder for them to get anything else like a state driver's license, state ID, a passport. And so, you know, this municipal ID will at least open up some doors locally for those people to access the same services as other residents. Gotcha. So uh, shifting gears here, the council also just gave to themselves a 15% raise and it's the first time they've done that in four years, but that's commonplace for the council to do that at the end of the term. Um, what will the salaries of the mayor and city council members look like after this raise, and how does that compare to what they just were? Yeah, so the mayor will go from about $141,500 a year to 163000 and every member of the council will go from about 70000 to $81,500. And of course, this applies to the new council that's coming in, not the council that just finished their term. And for context here, how do those numbers compare to other mayors and city council members around the state of Missouri? I would say it's a bit higher, uh, even when we look at uh, St. Louis. Uh, so they actually doubled their salary from about 37000 to 72000 and that's for city council members. And then the mayor has a salary of 131000 So they're a bit higher. Uh, they're also higher than Governor Parson and uh, Laura Kelly. Also last week, the city council unanimously approved $15 million in funding to KC 2026 ahead of Kansas City's hosting of the World Cup. That'll be rolled out at $5 million per year over the next three years. What will that funding accomplish? Yeah, so that's for uh, t- for the city to provide services at the World Cup. So uh, EMS, emergency services, you know, fire department, uh, the police, uh, just general security, you know, in order to operate the World Cup and in anticipation of all these people coming to Kansas City. And that money they're hoping to take from the new taxes and fees that they levied on Airbnbs, which voters actually approved uh, earlier this year. And have they previously allocated funding, uh, the city council, towards the World Cup? Or is this? No, this is new funding. Um, and I would say that they felt good about allocating city money towards this because uh, because voters approved the Airbnb fees uh, all the way back in April. Gotcha. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, the last legislative meeting of the term was last week, uh, which means that that's the last ever meeting for council members who were not reelected. As you look back at what this council accomplished, what stands out to you? 
I would say they did a lot of work on housing specifically. Uh, they established uh, the Affordable Housing Trust Fund, uh, which voters actually approved about uh, seventy-five million dollars uh, to put into the fund, uh, and that's to you know build and create more affordable housing in Kansas City. And they just they've done other smaller things for housing over the past four years. I would say the new the new rules on Airbnbs are also a big move um, that actually passed a few months ago. They have stricter rules on Airbnbs, increased fines, and they actually restrict where Airbnbs can be located around Kansas City. Uh, and I would say just the work that the council did during the pandemic was really significant. Obviously, that was not something that they could have expected or prepared mm -hmm. for when they were first sworn in. Uh, but I would say everything they did from mask mandates to shutdowns, you know, they really, you know, that was really significant at the very beginning of their term, too. Sure. Uh, as the council ushers in this new group that will feature more new faces than old ones, uh, remind our listeners of some of the newcomers on the city council and who's sticking around for another term. Yeah. So I'm going to drop a lot of names. So here are the people that's going to be new. We have Nathan Willett, Lindsay French, Melissa Patterson Hasley, uh, Jonathan Duncan, and Daryl Curls and Crispin Rea will be the new council members, uh, and they'll be sworn in August 1st. And then in terms of returning council members, we have Kevin O'Neill, we have Eric Bunch, Melissa Robinson, Raina Parkshaw, and Andrea Boo. So that's who's going to represent uh, Kansas City over the next four years. So that's a pretty different council. Uh, what are some items that this next council might prioritize? I would say housing will be a big one. Um, during the election season, I, I mean, I would say housing was like the number one issue. Of course, everyone kind of differs on how they would approach creating affordable housing and whatnot. So I think we'll see some of those debates from the campaigns come into council chambers. I also think, you know, we have a lot of developments coming up. So I think we'll see more kind of movement on the 2026 World Cup. If we get, you know, a downtown baseball stadium, obviously the Kansas City Council will have to be involved with that. Uh, and I think, you know, there were some uh, ordinances that were actually introduced during this last council meeting that will be taken up by the new council. One of them is looking at uh, road diets, which is when you narrow a road in Kansas City. And that was put forth by the mayor and Eric Bunch. And what as part of that ordinance, we could see a dedicated lane for the streetcar, which a lot of people have been talking about in the last week. That was KCUR's Zach Wilson and Salisa Kalakal. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia Dean. This podcast is produced by Byron Love, Gabriella Lacey, and KCUR Studios. It's edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. To read Salisa's reporting on Kansas City government, visit kcur.org, where you can find more local news from Kansas City's NPR station. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you soon. You listen to this podcast every day because it's your KC local reliable news source. You take us seriously. But you know, we like to get down and we want you to party with us. Join us at our annual benefit, Radioactive, on June 14th. NPR's All Things Considered host, Ari Shapiro, is the featured guest at this party, and it's gonna be bumping. You gotta be there. Sponsorship packages and ticket information are available at kcur.org slash radioactive. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. 
Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.